how many of you have business partners? Or how many of you have COOs, operations people, or even production side folks that you're close with, that you share business strategy ideas? So this week, I don't know if it's the pleasure, I spent eight hours, eight hours in a car driving from Reno to Las Vegas with Steven Byler. You know, at first, I thought it was going to be kind of like a cool road trip. It actually turned out to be a lot of fun, although I didn't actually end up doing any of the driving. So why the heck would we spend eight hours in a car? Well, it was an opportunity for us to reset, talk about business strategy. You know, the first half of 2022 has been, well, it's, it's been busy. Our company has grown over 50% in the first half. We acquired a company. We had an expansion of our leadership team with Heather Satterley. And we also realized that there are issues that we need to deal with. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the Faz Evolution, the 15 minute raw take, where I share in 15 minutes some of our challenges, opportunities, issues as we grow and scale our finances and service business here at Growth Lab. This is for you, the bookkeeper, the accountant, the fractional CFO, trying to grow your own business. This ain't easy and it takes a village. Welcome back. So this week, I had the pleasure of going to a couple of conferences and I'm wearing some swag. The first place we ended up, we flew into Reno on Friday to join our friends at CarbonX. And I didn't know what to expect. Stephen and I, I think Stephen was still on the fence whether or not he was going. And I got to tell you, it turned out to be a whole lot of fun. I dearly miss being out there, albeit we went to Thrival last year and we went to the DCPA down in Nashville, which we had a blast. But CarbonX was different, right? For, for starters, it's in Lake Tahoe. Um, Carbon is also one of our main tech stack partners. It helps us manage our business, helps create visibility and transparency into communication between our team members and our team and our customers. And you know, we take our we take our technology partners quite seriously here. Um, if you go back eight years ago, when we first did our first initial acquisition, I got to tell you, there was no carbon. It was just rows and rows of file cabinets. And Stephen and I probably spent nights and evenings just shredding and throwing file cabinets out the door. Well, today, most of you, especially on the cloud accounting side, you probably don't even have a printer, never mind a file cabinet. 
but those were the days. Anyways, back to the story here. We went out to Reno and actually ended up in Lake Tahoe. That's where the conference was. And we did actually go take a swim in Lake Tahoe, which was damn cold, but it definitely woke us up for the evening. I was not expecting much. Our friends at Carbon, specifically Ian and Patty, had asked Stephen and I to share a little bit of our dirty laundry. And of course we did. That's part of, that's part of being part of the village, right? And um, we were on stage presenting the data around the behavior inside of Carbon. So how our team works, how our team uh, communicates. And uh, we actually presented one of our smaller teams, a tax team, there are only three members, and kind of showed the audience. I think there was about 100 people there. Um, and it was great. It was kind of refreshing. You know, it wasn't all beautiful. Not everything's beautiful in this company. We're pretty damn good, but there's still a lot that we need to fix. And, you know, we need to tighten up our belts a little bit. But anyways, that was sort of like our, I don't know, 30 minutes of fame. And it was fun. And people came up to us and congratulated us. And I'm still receiving emails at the end of the week. But that evening, they had the gala. And I was quite humbled. They had announced uh, five awards. And they were about to announce the last award of the night, which was practice excellence. And, um, you know, obviously, Steve and I had no expectations. Um, that kind of stuff just doesn't always happen. Anyways, um, our friends at Carbon announced that Growth Lab, Growth Lab Finance as a Service won the award. And, um, you know, it was, it was humbling. You know, after eight years of doing this, it can feel lonely. Those challenges is a, like a friggin' grind. Um, but it was nice that uh, it was nice. It was a great feeling, um, and I and I and I thank everyone for who have supported me personally in this journey, who have supported us, and I'm grateful for my team. And um, I am actually quite proud of that. And uh, and so that was Carbon X. I mean, we we had a blast, met some amazing folks, and that's where it all started. And so besides the award, we actually um, are, we were announced uh, to join the Carbon Customer Council, which was pretty cool. Never really thought that. And also today I'm wearing other swag. For those of you who can't see, we also uh, were asked to be on the Ignition. So formerly known as Practice Ignition. Ignition is also core to our tech stack um, and you know what the total irony is of both carbon and ignition is for the first four years of this journey, we, we just did not, we didn't feel like we were going, we were ready for both of these, uh, technology platforms. And, uh, I gotta tell you guys, like nine years later, I'm not sure where we would be without carbon and practice ignition and HubSpot, um, those three are core to our uh, operations that transcend four or five or six different uh, functions and departments in this company. So thank you to both Ignition and to Carbon for the great recognition. And we are very humbled 
and we are excited for what the second half of 2022 brings. And although a lot of headwind, we know. And so that takes me to the eight hour road trip from Reno to Las Vegas. So we ended up leaving Lake Tahoe early Sunday and picked up our car at the Reno airport. And we said, you know, if we fly, it's going to take us like four hours. If we drive, it's probably going to take us six hours. Well, I got to tell you, it did not take six hours. It took eight hours. There was no traffic, but man, there's no highway either. Um, and uh, poor Steven ended up uh, driving the whole time. And, uh, and he actually was in the process of closing on his new home. He's actually moving from Boston down to the Rhode Island area. And uh, we're excited for him. And um, so the eight-hour trip. So why the hell would you? Why the hell would you take an eight-hour trip? Well, in the last six months, it has been very difficult for us to focus on long-term strategy. And strategy for us, especially for me, is very important. It's a little bit of my background. I actually cut my teeth in business strategy and corporate development. And I learned early on in my late 20s and early 30s the importance of strategy. Now, it's not to say that execution isn't just as important because that's where the rubber meets the road. But strategy is the framework of the direction of where you want to go, where you're headed. And eight hours seems like a long time in a car. And I think we may have stopped for 15 minutes, but we were able to lock ourselves in this car and talk about what is happening in the world, how that translates into our industry, how it impacts our customers, our employees, our tech stack partners. And coming out of that, you know, we do have somewhat of a worldly view on where the markets and the economy are going, where business is headed. There's a lot of things that came out of COVID and none of this is transitory. Gotta love that word. This inflation is just transitory. COVID, it's just transitory. It's not, it's here. The outcomes, how we behave, how we think about our lives, the whole notion of like life work balance, like that has swung. And that is an impact on how our business and our industry is going to grow and continue to be sustainable. And so we came out of that road trip with three or four things. One, we know that a lot of our peers have also grown. Some have grown only 20%. Others I know have grown probably 80%. Many of them are growing both organically and acquisitively, and others have just been on an acquisition bench. Many even had uh, job positions roles solely dedicated to this corporate development role of identifying acquisitions and integrating acquisitions, executing on them. And the music is... The music hasn't stopped, but is slowing down. And we know that 
many of our peers have to take a step back and refocus on the operations of the business. And, you know, coming out of that road trip, these headwinds that are headed our way, this is for real. It is not transitory. It's not just like headlines. It's not just on Wall Street. You know, as interest rates increase, the cost of borrowing, the cost of capital, the cost to fill up your gas tank, the cost of food, this starts to take a bite at people's spending habits. But yet, more importantly, it has an emotional impact. Psychologically, it impacts how small businesses begin to behave. You know, and not to mention the venture capital world over the course of the last three or four months, there's a lot more talk about how difficult it is, how much longer it's taking to raise capital. I, I am grateful that here at Growth Lab, we don't have a vertical. We are industry agnostic and we work with all types of businesses and we do feel like we can weather this storm. We just don't know how long this storm will take. And the other big piece that came out of that eight hour trip was the view of our industry. And we do believe that consolidation is going to be for real in this business. We do believe that a bigger, more agile foundation, like rigid foundation, is what is needed to absorb not just new customers, but absorb books of businesses. The types of businesses we want to acquire, we actually are not interested in acquiring businesses solely for the book. We are interested in acquiring businesses that have top talent and where we believe that we can create a role or have a need for a role for that top talent. And we are speaking to some folks and the ones we're speaking to, we believe they bring a, a great book of business, but it's not about bringing on more customers because my customer acquisition costs, and even if I throw in the cost of onboarding, is probably a five-month five break-even. So my customer acquisition cost is maybe five months of a monthly recurring engagement, or if it's an organic customer. But if I go out and buy, you know, you're paying, call it 12 months of revenue for that customer, plus you're going to like suck up resources internally, and that's going to cost you maybe another three months of revenue. So all in all, you know, your customer acquisition costs uh, for a, a business you're acquiring is probably going to be closer to like 16, 18 months. And it just ain't worth it unless unless the, the practice owner, the business owner, and the team that business owner brings on is like total rock stars and we have a home for them. So part of, part of that feeling, part of that strategy, we have to internalize and we have to begin to, we have to begin to identify where our weaknesses are. And today our weaknesses is in customer onboarding, especially on the accounting side. Our lead times in throughput are like two, two and a half months. So a lead time for us, 
from a time the customer signs an engagement agreement to the time where the customer actually uh, gets assigned a permanent accounting team, that lead time is almost like three months, and that's just way too long. But that's the reality because when you are growing at 50% a year, year over year, you you it's not just about like capacity across the board, but it has to be capacity uh, that is pinpointed at where the wave is coming from. And so, yeah, at least in our business, every customer that signs up, they go through a customer onboarding process. And that's important. Now, that said, because there's a, a bottleneck in our accounting onboarding right now, we have been unfortunately assigning one or two customers a month to the permanent team right off the bat. And that's not healthy because that customer experience is just so critical in the first three months of the relationship. You know, other places that we're having issues is in the customer experience um, and customer success. And so, not to put more dirty laundry out there, like we did at CarbonX, part of, part of our strategy going into the second half is we do know that we want to do at least two more acquisitions before the end of the year uh, or one bigger acquisition. We also know that we are going to add to our sales and marketing team, our RevOps team. But in order to do that, we are actually kicking off Growth Lab version 3.0. And I'll kind of talk a little bit more about that um, in a few days. But if you ever have the chance, I know eight hours, nobody's got the time to spend in a car for eight hours. But if you do have the opportunity, spend that time with someone on your team that you trust. I hope you have somebody on your team. I know a lot of our solo entrepreneurs and you know smaller practice owners, they do join some of these conferences to be able to speak freely, engage on a strategic level. It's important. It's important to unravel some of the stuff that's you're feeling and what's in your head and come up with your own worldly view of the economics, the business. Think about our industry. Think about our customers, your employees, your team members. Things do look a lot different. And many of us have just been drinking from a fire hydrant for the last two months. At some point, you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to breathe. You got to think. You got to share ideas. And you have to have a plan. And a plan starts with a vision. And I'm not talking like vision, mission, like fluffy stuff here, right? You need to have a vision for your business. You need to have a vision for your industry. You know, and six months from now, you may be wrong. Uh, so while we were at Vegas, we were at the Engage conference, although we didn't go to Engage, we just went to kind of hang out with some of our friends, Blake and uh, Acuity. We really enjoyed kind of hanging out, our friends at Giraffe. Um, it was it was good to be out there. But one of our one of my friends turned to me and was like, Dan, you don't have a crystal ball. And I'm like, no shit, I know I don't have a crystal ball. 
but it's my job to plan. And a plan has to start with a vision. And you go out there and you gather the facts and you got to infer and you got to interpret those facts. And that's how you come up with your vision. And your vision needs to have multiple scenarios. And from that, then you begin to put your execution plan. And so our execution plan on the growth side is maintain, maintain the growth, diversify the growth, bulk up on the revenue operations side, and de-risk it with acquisitions. It's a nice balance is what we're looking for. And the team and the foundation of the business. And so with that, Growth Lab version 3.0 kind of came out of that eight-hour car ride because we know in order to be successful in onboarding our customers and achieving that three to four-year duration with new customers, you know, as you grow, more, more inefficiencies creep in, right? That, that's, that's just it, right? I, I've, I spent 15 years in large companies. There's a lot of inefficiencies. And so the goal here is you got to create internal controls. You got to have a good, solid company, employee, team member culture. And it's like sometimes as you grow, it's like navigating the Titanic. If you have the chance, go on a road trip with your business partner for at least six hours. It'll probably do you good. That's my raw take for the week. See everyone.